Hello everyone and welcome to episode number five of Three Dads and a Console. I am one of your hosts, Wobble Plays, alongside me, as always, Court. Court, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you, Wobble? And as always, Pez is here, aka Greg. What's up, boys? How's it going? I also just realized I'm calling you Pez, aka Greg. Like, that's not your given name. It's all right. And even though we had a guest last week, we have another very special guest this week. We'd like to invite Connor to the stream. Connor Evan, welcome. Howdy, partners. <laughs> not, he's not from the Northeast like us. <laughs> or Canada. <laughs> I'm uh, so, definitely Southwest Texas <laughs> right now. Uh, so Connor actually reached out. He's another gaming dad. And he has his own podcast called Dear Download, which he hosts with co-host Luke. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your podcast, Dear Download. Oh, okay. Well, hey, yeah, like you said, my name is Connor Evan. And uh, I do co-host with my buddy Luke. We went to college together and we've been friends for a long time. You no, know, we just started. We're on like episode nine. Yeah, we just launched episode nine, but we started with zero. So it's 10. So it's called Dear Downloads, and it's PC and PlayStation gaming slash tech podcast, and kind of whatever we talk about, man. Like, we talked about PC builds. We just had my buddy Max on, and we talked about, like, our top five games that we played this year. You know, it's just, just a fun outlet. What was your number one game? My number one was The Last of Us Part Two. It's a very... I like it. I'm sure it's a very controversial uh, top pick, as we saw from the Game Awards. But yeah, I just I figured I'd cut to the chase. Just go to number one. I picked it as the game of the year, even though my game of the year was Ghost of Tsushima. So I was the only one last week who picked game of the year. But hey, we won't get into that part. Dude, we were so. You did wrong. call it. Yeah, you called it. Yeah. I've never been more wrong about like usually I'm pretty good about that stuff, but now that I actually have to like put content out for it, of course I like go like over five or whatever. I don't think Pez had any either. But. Yeah, but Pez even said before he picked, he goes, I'm going with my what I like. Like, he didn't go with what yeah. he thought was going to win, which I which I respect. Not a good way to gamble, Pez. Well, you know, the thing is, I can only judge the games I'm going to play. I played Animal <laughs> Crossing. I, I have gotten into, I'm only like 30 hours into Ghost of uh, Tsushima, and I'm not a Naughty Dog guy, so I didn't play that game, so I wasn't going to say if I liked it or not fair that's right not a naughty dog guy we're going on what fifth episode in a row where i brought it up we want to make sure people know so that if we ever have a take about that they go straight to your twitter and go around me no they just keep throwing game of the year awards at him they're just like every time he's like i'm not a naughty dog guy and they just throw game of the year awards and then they're like what do you like he's like oh i like fallout games that are broken and then we just like throw things at him Get into, we'll get into games that are broken, but uh, <laughs> Connor, uh, so I know you told us a little bit about yourself. You also stream on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Connor, C-O-N-O-R underscore Evan, E-V-A-N. I use a lot of first person shooters. So right now I'm streaming Apex and now that Cyberpunk's out, I'm streaming a little bit of that. I don't know, a little Stardew Valley every now and then just to kind of like mix it up. <laughs> you just yeah. got Greg going now. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in. Hell yeah. I'm new to it because I was just sick of Warzone and I was like, all right, let's see something simple and Stardew Valley looks super peaceful. We talked about also your your podcast that you started. Yeah. How did the idea of Dear Downloads come about? Uh, I don't know. Lucas just hit me up. We were like, not just hit me up. Like we we're texting each other and he's like, we should do a podcast. I was like, I have no idea how to do that. But then I started streaming and I was like, okay, all right, let's start doing it. And we figured out how to technically do it like record each other and do it. He lives in Portland. I live in Texas. Do it the same way you guys do record it through discord. And honestly, we just went after it, you know, 
talk about nerd out. As a first-time podcast person, what challenges did you run into getting a Dare download started? I used to record audio, like uh, bands and stuff like that. So I was I didn't do it for the first few episodes because my old PC wasn't set up, but I understood the concept of it. So we could figure that out together. And Lucas kind of took reins as far as the audio and distribution, like we distribute through Anchor. So I was like, I have no idea how to do that. He figured all that out. I don't know. Now we're trying to do it video. So we're recording video. So that's been like a whole different feat, how to get the video with the audio on it and make it sound and look good. That was the biggest thing. I like to, I was in a metal band in high school and in college. And I like to look like, uh, I like us to look professional, even though we're like a local band. I was like, we got to have good artwork. We got to, you know, and just slowly build it. You know how it is. Every episode you're learning something new, trying something different. So yeah. That sounds so familiar. Cause like, that's like, you like, Quartz computer's old. Yeah, so that's why Quartz going to book there, because his computer is just way too old now. And then you said just, like, figuring things out, like, I think we use OBS to just record technically the audio and video, but figuring that out as it goes along. I mean, Pez has, you know, well, both of them have the most experience doing podcasts. Me but is just a host, and as a, as a person that speaks on it, all the other stuff, zero. And I just, and I know when we first we first got the whole idea together, and I, me and Greg and and Wabo were in a, a, a Twitter DM chat, and Greg was like, "The only thing I don't want to edit," and by like episode two, Greg edited. <laughs> I try to get out, they bring me right back in. I have a real important question. As a fellow metal band person in high school, what instrument did yeah. you play? Guitar. Okay, bass player. Hell yeah. That's five awesome, string dude. bass. Five string Ooh. bass because you needed it really, really chunky when yeah, you were dude. rocking the metal. Did you, uh, so all right, follow up then on that. When you, when you played shows, I assume? Yeah. What, what, was your, uh, what was your setup? Did you just DI straight to the PA or did you have like a badass MPEG or whatever? Right to the, so I went right to the PA. Yeah. I was, I'm not like a pedal guy. Okay, so cool. I didn't have like a pedal board or anything. It was right into the PA. We're going to slap it a little bit. We're going to pop it a little bit. And we're just going to get after it. That's awesome, dude. And that was it. Slapping like the it. bass. Slapping <laughs> the bass. I loved it. How Slap does a man who loves metal also love Animal Crossing? Like, it's just, it's like two opposite ends of the. Uh... Because I had kids. That's what oh, happened. That's... I had kids and then I got soft. Like, I would like, <laughs> I was in a metal band. Like, I would watch like these like, horror, you know, your horror movies. And then all of a sudden I have a couple kids. And I cry at movies. So that's just how it, it was a transformation. <laughs> Dude, Spider-Man you know? in the Spider-Verse, like, tugs at my heartstrings. It's such a good Dang. movie. It gets yeah. me every time now. I'm soft now. I can't, I, I can't, I can't deny it. I'm soft. Connor, talking about parenting, how are you able to juggle parenting, gaming, and work? How, how are you, and plus now the podcast, how are you able to do that whole part in your life right now? Scheduling, man. I'm sure it's just like you guys scheduling you know luckily they're in school during the day and of course i gotta work once they're out luckily they have homework one kid's in like drama so like just working around it kind of i could i could do things i really only stream two days a week and then we do the podcast one day a week and then like i edit a little bit on sunday and we release and lucas will edit sometimes we'll trade off fully learning that extracurricular activities might be more for the parents and the kids for sure yeah for sure yeah my they do they do horseback riding too so my wife will take both the kids and they'll go you know on tuesdays that's why i stream tuesdays so they'll be gone 
Well, it's like one of those things before you have kids, you you have all this free time and you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. You don't do anything. And then once you have kids and you get that like two hours that you have to yourself for the day, you're like, what can I do with this time? I need to be creative. I need to do something with it. When like before it was like, I'll just lie on the couch and watch TV. But now it's like, I need to do something. How about you platinum Spider-Man? I did platinum about a week. Miles Morales. <laughs> well, I platinum. That is my daughter's first platinum. She's technically platinum a game on PS5 before Waba. So, you know, no big deal. So for, for Spider-Man Miles Morales, my daughter and I have been playing it from start to finish. And she will swing to every... She's only four. So she doesn't want to fight the oh. bad guys. So she swings to all the missions. So once I'm done... The mission, I give it back to her, and she follows the triangle to get there. The You're newest... just subletting your trophy hunting now. Yeah, well, the fishing, I respect it. I'm not saying anything bad. I have it's like fast travel. You know, it's just his version of fast travel. Well, on PS5, <laughs> you don't, on PS5, you don't need fast travel. It's all about convenience, people. What's, um, PS, what's a PS5? It's this. It's, only it's been this monolith. It's this monolith that sits under my television that sounds like a refrigerator. I got a question. So. Two of you have PS5s, right? Yep. You, Waba, and you do Core, and yep. uh, Pez, you do not. I do Peasant. not. Peasant! Pez and... <laughs> oh, man, I don't, that's I don't a great either. screen name. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. great. I really I like take that at some point. I can that. use it for an emote. I got you. How awkward is it on your entertainment center? Like, it's got to be awkward. I almost dropped it. Trying to when I I did an unboxing like obviously for content and I almost dropped it because that thing is a unit like the PS5 is like an absolute like lad and I can't sit it sideways but this one just stands right on top of course right under my light so I'm like paranoid about it overheating like cords but yeah I took a shelf out of my entertainment unit to put it it's oh. right beside so the X but. I also have an Xbox Series X, and it's not that small either. I would say the PS5 is about an inch and a half, maybe, taller than the Xbox Series X. It's just the Xbox is just this square that looks like a fridge. So I have the monolith that sounds like a fridge, and then I have the Xbox that looks like a fridge. Mine is going back, Connor. Mine, I've been waiting for a coffin for over two weeks now. I talked to Sony today, and they told me that I will get a tracking number when they send my box i'm like are you ever sending it she goes we are i'm like you don't have any other consoles right now she's like i'm not saying that so i was like okay so eventually they're going to send me a box for me to send my playstation 5 back because it does not sound good it sound it, it like today i was playing miles morales on my lunch and it crashed on me three separate times oh my gosh oh it crashes all the time my xbox runs like a dream just doesn't have any games on it that are like Spider-Man Miles Morales was amazing. Um, platinum that. I already plat- I platinum Spider-Man and Astro Playroom was amazing. I'm playing Assassin's Creed on it. I'm debating whether to get Cyberpunk on the Xbox. I feel like the people who designed, you know, these new next-gen consoles, like even the Xbox Series X, they don't fit into a, a typical entertainment center. It's like the same people who design, you'll get this as dads, cereal boxes. Like they don't fit into your freaking pantry the family size. I don't They're know terrible. if you run into that. No, <laughs> I do. I, I bought I bought the cereal containers to pour the cereal in because yeah. the cereal never fits. So but I you have, have to, to have like two containers to like, yeah. family size. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't all fit. It's like when you buy hot dogs. There's more hot dogs than there are at a buns. Like, why can't they just make it make sense? <laughs> why do they make our lives harder? I feel you, man. I found that the hot dog hack the other day. Literally, you got to get the uh, the jumbo ones because then it's a pack of eight with a pack ah. of just in time for grilling season with a nor'easter on the way 
<laughs> yeah, I For guess. Right? Talking about consoles, Connor, what was your first console and what was the first game that you? Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, my first console I had was a PlayStation. Like that, I had actually. Unless you want to count the Game Gear, uh, not the Game Gear, the uh, the Genesis Nomad. It was like the handheld Sega Genesis. But wow. yeah, that was like kind of my first. I'm counting it. I'm counting it. Yeah, okay. that's a Nomad. Okay, Nomad. That was my first console, and it was like Madden something. That's that's the first one I remember on it, Madden. You said uh, Game Gear, and Waba's eyes lit up. Yeah, yeah seriously, he got very gear. excited. That thing takes six AA batteries. Like, I shocked my family didn't go broke. And for whatever reason, I have a adapter for it. I have no idea why. In a box, don't it's you? Probably the only way. Yeah, it's probably yeah. the only way I can play it. It's one of his prized and possessions. He has it still in its case. I have all my old stuff. I did a stream where like I just showed all of it off. Like, how do you have? I'm gonna have to do one where I have like weird stuff. I have a GameCube speakers that are unopened from like AB Toy. Oh my god! That I just <laughs> didn't use, and I'm never going to because it's it's such a weird item in like. Yeah. The casing's like you know discolored, but like in unopened condition. That just, it's a thing that is just a time capsule that doesn't exist anymore. Oddly I enough, that, so. I love the GameCube. My brother had one. Yeah. I could get NHL on it. The games were great on it. Like it was a great undervalued console. I know I have a terrible take on the N sixty four. Everybody's been telling me, but the GameCube, I really liked it. Well, it was the console. first consoles. Mine was the original NAS. I got it in. My dad got it for us, and I believe it was Boston. He bought it in Boston. My brother and I were playing it. We had we played the first game I ever played was Ghosts and Goblins when I was in Boston on somebody else's Nintendo console, and then we came back and I had the one with the the robot, the Bob or whatever it was called. Rob, Rob the robot. Rob, Rob the robot. Yeah, and we, my brother and I, like, think about it. Back then, we used to have to, like, Mario had, like, where all the, the one-ups were. You had to remember that stuff. And there was no internet. It was just, all of a sudden, someone kid down the street got it, and all of a sudden, we all knew it. Just like Zelda. My brother drew out the Zelda map so that we knew where to go. My first was also the NES, but to piggyback on that, like, drawing out maps, my stepfather was cleaning out his garage, and he gave me a stack of notebooks. And I was, so I was going through it. Like what, what was little Pez writing <laughs> lists of Mortal Kombat fatalities from yes. like Mortal Kombat, oh, dang, uh, dude. from Mortal Kombat two on the Sega Genesis. And it brought a flashback of like being at recess saying like, all right, what did you do? Oh, this is what I thought. This is what worked for me. It was like Scorpion up, up block or whatever, oh. you know, and uh, just crazy stuff like that. I was an uh, NES guy. First game. Actually, the first game I remember playing, my father was a maintenance guy for like a, a college in Boston that had uh, women from Japan would come over as like a, in, in whatever, a internship or a study abroad or whatever. And I remember playing the original Super Mario Brothers 2, not the like the Lost Levels one, not the actual uh, remake of the Doki Doki Panic, but the actual Japanese one, because I remember getting the mushroom and dying and being like, this game is stupid. I don't understand why am I dying to this mushroom? I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be Big Mario. But the NES was my first one, and my brother and I would play. We the game we loved together because we shared a room, so we co-opted Bubble Bobble uh, probably until our controllers broke. Such that a good was our game. game because we could play together. We didn't have to wait turns like in Mario, uh, and we could just go right through everything. It was great. So I'm an NES guy. First console that I owned was an N64, <sighs> and I had Super Mario 64 and Star Wars Shadow of the Empire on day one. And I still have both those games. 
and I threw out the boxes. And in an old apartment that me and my wife were at, he called me up and said, you have to get to the dumpster because someone threw out old N64 boxes. So I went there and I found three boxes, <laughs> one for Super Mario, one for Shadow of the Empire, and one for X-Men on Game Gear, which I still have. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> dang. And I have all the I have all the uh, the manuals anyway, still separately. But now I have the boxes for them. So that's very special. And <laughs> the first handheld I had, we're going way back. This is not something you'd expect from me. Atari Lynx. Wow. And I still have the carrying case for it that I would use for my Game Boy stuff. So I still have an Atari Lynx. It's got my name on it in gray Sharpie, which I hate. But that thing is, I don't know where it is. I, it's gone. That was the first anything that I had video game. Do you guys remember? to look it up. That's how old it is. I had to look it up. Yeah, I, I'm it up. I don't even know what it is. Do you guys remember the Super Nintendo when it would come in? It would The game would be in plastic, but it would also have that plastic at the, the bottom. Like it was like a something you inserted in. You don't want to try it. Like the, I yep. don't even know why they had it because I, I think about it now. I'm thinking about all my old Super Nintendo games because that was the one console my brother and I got a ton of games on. And it's my favorite console of all time. But it, it had these little protectors that went in the bottom of the cartridge. And I'm just like, I never understood it. You'd have all these little plastic sleeves running around. But I never, I only kept the boxes of the NHL. Like I got every NHL game. And I wish I still had all that stuff. I gave it. My brother, I'm pretty sure my brother gave it away. To somebody, another kid. We we gave it to a, a kid needing it because we had a PlayStation. Didn't know back then. Didn't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I would love to go in Waba's basement. I bet you it's just like I have my hockey hall of fame down here, and Waba's just got his video game hall of fame. We also there's one that we that we forgot in the agenda. What are you playing right now? Right now, Cyberpunk. That leads into our our next topic, where yourself and Waba are, are the only ones now. Connor, you're playing it on PS4. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. So this is going to be a great thing to hear. And Waba, oh, you, Waba you're playing it on PS5. Of course I am. So I should have played it on PS4. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to see what it's like, right? So, Connor, oh. how is playing what the internet is calling a garbage truck on fire right now? You know, I'm not experiencing that big of issues on PS4, I swear. Like, I, I ran into one thing today where, like, some guy loaded in an elevator like an enemy, and I just was easy to kill him. but. And then there was one I got trapped in a room because I missed some cue, you know, so I had to reload a save. But other than that, man, it's I mean, it doesn't look horrendous, but it doesn't look gorgeous. It just reminds the, me of like, how's the frame rate? Uh, I don't know. I don't clock those things, so I have no idea. But no, can't like supposedly when you're driving it's just like it chugs like you can uh, see the car jerking into the road and like cars are floating and cars are disappearing while you're driving. I was like, yikes. there's a little bit of that. I haven't seen too much, but I'll tell you the driving mechanic is trash. Like, I don't know how you feel with it. Waba, but like the driving mechanic is just garbage. I don't understand it. Even the ADS, like it's meant to be played on a PC. I feel like the ADS, like when you're trying to shoot enemies, it's like, I'm used to aim assist on a controller, you know, maybe that's bad me. But, like, there's none of that, so it's just, like... Well, Waba, did you say that today on your stream? Because you gave away the whole content of the show today. Um, <laughs> you were mentioning... He's like, well, I can't talk to you on your podcast. I'm like... Why, you were mentioning something about that you felt the game was made for PC. I love that you said that, Connor, because that's how I feel. This game, it should not be on console. It, I, I'm, I don't care about it visually. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just... That's not super important to me. Like I love Fallout, but <laughs> the the menus do not belong on a console. Interacting uh, yeah. with certain things in the environment it is meant to be clicked. 
um, with a mouse because be precision, like picking up items, uh, yes. interacting with a computer, going through those. I was stuck. I was at a desk in the game trying to figure out how to navigate to a computer. I'm like, I can't go all the way. It's broken. My cursor's gone. Because you no, you have to like click something. It just the the, the 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 controls are not super intuitive, and I'm not super far in the game. Uh, I haven't met the, the the big name attached to the game. Not, I think everybody knows Keanu Reeves. I don't own the game, <laughs> and I know it's Johnny Silverhand and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't met Keanu Reeves yet, but I did the first mission. I did the, and it just, I don't know why it's on console. Well, I do. It's for money, but I don't think if it was a PC exclusive, I think all this would go away. But and I noticed two issues. One is on the first guns floating in midair that I could pick up. Um, they weren't supposed to be floating, and you go through a, a mission, car chase, and the car gets a little busted up. Everybody goes. Oh man, I'm sorry they did that to your car. And he's like, "Yo, let me borrow your car so I can like go on a date or something." And <laughs> he gets to the parking lot where I live and he slams a car into the parked car. And he's like, "Well, bye." And I'm like, "Is that supposed to be in the game or did like the it did the cutscene literally just have him like apologize for busting my car up and then run into another car?" It was just so it's just it, it was weird. No, yeah. you had you had a vehicle load wrong cuz I I know the cutscene too. It's like 2 hours behind me and uh there was no car. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it just showed up. But <laughs> like going through the inventory was confusing, like going through like your weapons, like equipping new gear. And it's just, yeah, it looks like uh, Escape from Tarkov, I would compare it to, which could never be on console. I guess that leads us into a little apology that the developer CD Projekt Red had to put out just recently of the games. Because from what you guys are saying, I'm I'm hearing the game is okay not this it's not like after playing the witcher i'm assuming because after playing the witcher 3 i'm sure all of us were like this is an amazing game probably one of my favorite games of last gen um right up there with horizon spider-man ghost and last of us part two the developers put a message out on twitter dear gamers first of all we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on a base last gen console before it premiered and in consequence, not allowing you to make more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, Connor, you have it on PlayStation 4. From what I'm seeing online, the Xbox One is like, wow, really bad. Like, even, oh, no. like, really bad compared to that. Like, I suppose they're showing frame rates dip into, like, 15 and 10. So that means the game is just chugging. So, second, we'd like to fix the bugs and crashes and improve all the overall experience. The first round of updates have been released, and the next one is coming within the next seven days. Expect, expect more as we update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll be continue to working. We'll release two large patches, starting with patch one in January. This will be followed by patch two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing in last-gen consoles. We'll be informing you about the content of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last-gen look like it's running on high-end PC specs or next-gen consoles, but it'll be closer to the experience than it is now. Finally, we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase. We'll appreciate it if you give us a chance, but if you're not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for the updates, you can opt to refund your, for your copy. For copies purchased digitally, please use refunded systems of PSN or Xbox, respectively. Now, there's more to it because it just tells you how to get your refunds, but I wanted to get a little side story. I have w personally gotten a refund once on the PSN on a game, um, the Fractured Butthole. I pre-ordered it and then they delayed it for a year, so I'm like, 
I want my money back. They told me is you either had to have played the game for less than two hours or not download it and they'll refund you, but they only do this once. So I'm seeing people losing their mind all over the internet. And it's almost like distracted from Cyberpunk being a broken game that people are getting mad at Sony online because of their, which is true, horrendous refund policy. They're not, even if people have never played the game and haven't even downloaded it into their system yet, Sony is not refunding if they've had a, a refund in the past. Why buy physical? Question to YouTube. Well, buying physical doesn't mean anything because there's also stories all over the internet as well. Best Buy is not letting people return the game. Oh, but you can but you can resell it. At least then you don't lose out 60 bucks or 70 whatever it is. Agreed. Agreed. So my question to both of you, do you feel you bought a real game or a game that's should be in beta right now is it a broken game uh, i it's not a game that is for me and i know i said that before so am i enjoying it yet not, I, I guess i'm not far enough to i i'm i can't say yes but I, i'm not far enough to say no do you feel you got ripped off you got sold a, uh, a bad bag of goods like me i'm lucky i don't have the game yet i'm still planning on buying it but when i by the time i get it it'll be patched i will say i i don't feel like i got ripped off yet connor because Greg yeah. has a lot to say, because I have a follow-up question to all of this. I don't feel like I've been ripped off. I kind of agree with Waba. I'm not too into it yet. I feel I feel overwhelmed by it, because there's so many systems like to it, like skill trees and then crafting, like which is cool. I love all that stuff. But I don't feel ripped off yet. Okay. I don't, so, I don't think I'm far enough to feel ripped off yet. Fair enough. Yeah, because it, it seems, if you go on the internet, I, I, I always feel that the, the negative voices are louder regardless. Uh, when the game first came out, the even you know the Jeff Grubbs of the world, everybody was giving it a decent score. Um, the fact that all these web pages have now changed the review score, honestly, to me, it's like okay, I, I I don't even agree with that. You gave it a score, and now because people had a hissy fit about the game on last gen, you're now changing your review score. Whatever you reviewed it on, you gave your reviews. You should stick to your review. Don't. Don't yeah. go back. That's just my opinion. But hey, to which their own. But this brings up the big question. A game that comes to my mind is I bought Skyrim on PS3 and that game was broken. That, that pissed me off. I couldn't get my money back. And then I bought Fallout and then I got all these glitchy games. And that's why I'm not a big fan of the Fallout series and, and so on and so forth. Because I find the game just frustrates the living daylights out of me. And then I see online people are like, oh, that's part of its charm. These glitches. We're gonna let Greg go last because he's got he's got some words to say. But what should developers be putting out games that are technically not finished and they know they're not finished? No, no. I I love Fallout and I know they're buggy, but like, no. <laughs> we we will wait. It's fine. Like I I don't understand why the market. Well, I know why they're doing it because again money. But, like, rushing these things out. I mean, look what happened to No Man's Sky. That thing was over-promised, and they got lambasted. And now people are saying that with the changes, it's, like, one of the best games they've played or whatever. So, just give developers time. But, at the other hand, like, it's, like, the business side of things won't allow that. You get a time frame, and if you can't deliver, like, you have to deliver something. Like, they need to recoup their money. So, I don't, there's a good balance in there somewhere. Maybe don't be so ambitious, which sounds bad. Or if you want to be ambitious, have it on a different project. But that's that's kind of where I land. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of disagree, actually. Because like, I like what you said about Skyrim, because that's what makes me think of this game. Because Skyrim is rough, but it's probably one of my most favorite games. But however, I don't think you can be a developer or a developer team 
and create a game and a world that's so big and like all these little mini games and not expect it to be like flawed. And I think by releasing it, because you can't like test it like thousands and thousands of hours to thousands of different people. I think we kind of are the, uh, I guess, beta, if you will. I mean, we're like crowdsourcing them uh, things that are issues with their games that I just don't think you could find without just putting it out there. People try to break games. You know, I tried climbing up buildings. Like I climbed up some of the little things and on AC units and tried hopping around to see how high I could get up. And Greg? Okay. Okay. <laughs> First off, this... Buckle in, boys. <clears throat> this isn't uh, an indictment on Cyberpunk. This is an indictment on uh, CD Projekt Red. Because their apology doesn't mean anything. Ladies and gentlemen, their apology doesn't mean anything. A husk of an apology to try to mitigate... Social media uproar. I feel like I'm one of these like crazy like right wing people right now, just trying to do like craziness. CD Projekt Red knew they knew the PS4 and Xbox One games were broken, they were buggy, and that's why console codes were not given out to content creators or reviewers. Think about it, right? Think mm-hmm. about it. They gave out PC only uh, codes. Mostly to people who had these monsters of machines, TI 3080s, like uh, process, like AMD 5, whatever, 3900Xs or whatever, just monsters. PS4, Xbox One, nothing. uh, PC players only using B roll footage, right? Couldn't even use their own footage, had to use trailers or use nothing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't a normal review where you said, hey, this is what I experienced, so this is what I'm going to do. And now, CD Projekt Red comes out and they promise to do better. They looked at their massive install base of PS4 and Xbox One gamers and said, "We we don't care what this game looks like. Because they said it themselves, quote, friends, quote, we should have paid more attention to making it play better on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, end quote, didn't care. So now what happens, right? Gamers now are, you know, I went through the, the tweets of the apology and people were like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's not your fault. There was so much demand. First off, you made the game, okay? If anyone played The Witcher 3 at launch, you know what CD Projekt Red is going to put out. They're going to put out games that are buggy. There are technical glitches, and sometimes they just don't run well. Sounds like another company that Waba and I are very, very fond of. And that would be Bethesda. Bethesda put out Fallout 76. And Fallout 76 got slaughtered. Purely slaughtered. You're ta- this is coming from a guy who has his Fallout 4 Pit-Boy edition. You know, he has his 300 plus hours on like an insanely modded out Skyrim on PC. And I have my Vault 111 hoodie hanging up in my bedroom. Bethesda fanboy. Still get that Bethesda Softworks is going to launch a game in a horrible state. So what, but now what's happening is because it's CD Projekt Red and everyone remembers The Witcher six years after it launched being absolutely phenomenal, they give the company a break. So I personally think that this apology is crap. And uh, I think it did a huge disservice to people that don't have a high-end PC that are going to play it on PS4 and Xbox One and are not, you know, they're not going to get 
they aren't going to get their $60 worth, I believe. It's like if we if if we as a fan base, if Nintendo came out and made Breath of the Wild 2, right? And it was tr- it was crap. No one's going to go back and say, "Well, they also made Super Mario Brothers 3, so it's fine that this game is terrible because they made a great game in the past." That's really what bothers me about this whole thing. Don't apologize. Just fix your game. Do what do what um no man's sky did shut your mouth fix your game and then drop drop a trailer and have everyone go oh my god look at this thing this is incredible because that's what hello games did hello games was silent because i hey i'm the moron that bought it on uh ps4 no man's sky it was boring right and i was just like well this game this game's not great not for me and then all of a sudden two years later hello games is like here throw some of this in your face and i said Thank you, sir. I'll have another. You know, so to me, CDPR, I don't, I don't care what you say. You could say the next, the next like 14 patches are going to work. Just shut your mouth and fix your game. That's all I want. Shut your mouth, fix your game, and then that's it. That was Wobble was clapping, but it cut out. So <laughs> I just wanted to animate it. I love so, your point about the apology because it was like, so, you're right. It's like such bungus. Like, it reminds me of another famous apology. From a sports team. We don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. This is when Tampa was the best team in the league and lost in like in the first round. And it's like the exact same thing where it's like, we hear your disappointment. Okay. Yeah, great. Cool. Now, now what? Do you think they released the game on, even though like... I, the game was in development for, you know, forever. And originally it was supposed to come out in April. And it's obvious that they pivoted when they started getting dev kits to the PS5. Because we we can go through this till where the cows come home. But even on, they show the comparisons between PS5 and Xbox One X. The game runs better on PS5. So it's obvious, once again, that Cyberpunk is a port on the Xbox One of the PS5. It seems to be every game that's coming out is just a port, unless it was made for Xbox One. Should they have released on PS4 and Xbox One? And if they didn't, do you think that we wouldn't have this blowback? Again, I, I haven't been able to fall in love with it. Maybe I will like it, but like, I don't think it should exist on console. PC game, it's built like a PC game. All the RPG mechanics, it says PC. And they put it on here probably because the install base is high. Six, seven, eight years of Xboxes and PS4s out there. Like If you can just tap into that, that's a huge market. Why would you want to just be PC only? Especially right now where games are doing so well. Games are selling so well because of quarantine and the pandemic. Like, you can't cut yourself off from that. They've got some smart business people over there. But unfortunately, it's the, the fans. Because I haven't been waiting for this game for eight years. This isn't, this isn't my type of game. I got it because it was about like 50 bucks on Amazon. The fans are paying for it. And the developers are too. Because now they're in for a hell of a, hell of a ride, unfortunately. Should I buy it? Because I don't have it yet. And it, in Canada, it ain't fifty bucks. It's eighty dollars. It's it's a kick in the teeth. Every game when I buy a game, it's eighty bucks. It's not cheap here to buy video games. Like Godfall, I thought I saw it was it was ninety nine dollars on day one. I'm like, never buying that game. Half the time when I buy a game now, I look at it because you know, kids are not cheap. I, I look at the is it going to go on sale or is it going to be a free PlayStation Plus game or do I really need to play it right away? That's a lot of loonies and toonies. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> should okay. I should I buy it? I'd say it's personal. You know, um, I I think this game 
granted it's catching a lot of flack and I'm just not experiencing it, but I feel like it is the game we needed five months ago to just like kill time into, but it probably of course wasn't ready then. And it's definitely probably not of course ready now, but they're probably released it just so they can sell it to people that are at home. Holidays are coming. So people are going to be at home on holiday and people need things to do. Like I'm burnt out on Netflix. I'm burnt out on whatever, you know? So I'm like giving this a shot. So you should, you I, should get a PS5. Yep. I do. <laughs> yeah, just go out into the store and get one, right? There. Yeah, yeah, so nice. dude, yeah, yeah, dude. I've tried all, like I haven't tried. So it's funny. I went and bought, like we got a horse a while ago and I had to go buy a horse trailer. And I'm driving oh. across, like, and picking Put up a pin in that. Yeah, well, anyways, I'm driving to get the horse trailer we bought, like, across the area. And PS5 pre-orders go live at GameStop. I'm, like, in the middle of nowhere. I can't pre-order it. And my wife's at work. And uh, then today, PS5s came up and we're, like, you know, dropping our horse off, you know. So I was like, God. Like, I, I miss it every time. I'll get one one day. My man just casually dropped that he's got a horse. I know. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> so smooth. It was great. Well, that's part of the story. That's why I missed the PS5 pre-order, man. Like, it's not like I'm name dropping. (laughs) I've heard a lot of reasons why people missed a pre-order. I've never heard because they were like out walking their horse. Now, what's the horse's name? Rango, like from the kids movie. (laughs) One follow-up question to Greg from his rant. Greg, do you think the game was overhyped and it's the product of their own demise. They have set themselves up to fail regardless. Even though the game is broken, this game is probably the most hyped video game I've heard of in the last couple of years. I am going to answer your first question. No, you shouldn't buy it. CG Pro- CD Projekt Red said they're putting two major patches out, one in January, one in February. Just wait. At this point, unless, unless you're a masochist and really want to put yourself through it, go for it. But, if the company is saying we're dropping two major patches to fix all the mashugana that's coming through, <laughs> wait. Secondly, I think every video game is overly hyped. And mm. I don't think any video game can really live up to hype expectations, including games that I've loved, like Breath of the Wild. That game, that game took six years to come out, I believe. And it was supposed to be a Wii U title, but it got pushed back to be a switch launch title and also a wii u title which by the way i'm gonna say parody was almost perfect on both of them but uh we'll can leave that for something else it's nintendo and they, and I, I, they make and fantastic games i am the first but they one, rip you off every time i'm the first one to tell you when nintendo screws up and take them to task at least when it came to the wii u and the switch crossover of breath of the wild both games were pretty much identical you know, you have your fidelity problem on the Wii U, and maybe the blades of grass don't move as much as they do on the Switch. But for the most part, everything looked fine. I believe every game is super hyped, and it's never going to live up to people's expectations. I can only speak of this as an outsider, but I feel like you saw a lot of that with The Last of Us 2, because people didn't like the direction that that game went in terms of new characters, old characters. I just think video game media and hype is just too much at times and it brings an expectation to gamers that they shouldn't have well i think too a lot of it has to do with like these new console sales and how bad it is so think of so you have people releasing a game that's been getting delayed and then you have people who are mad because it doesn't run well on their system 
Well, they're also mad because they can't get the system that it does run well on. Right. So it's like, it's all, people just need to chill out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it, no, but it, it just, I feel like one of these issues is just also has that push behind it of just frustration from a whole separate issue. And we're all, it's not a good time to mess up. Basically. I mean, we talk. We talked about No Man's Sky, right? Do you remember the first trailer of No Man's Sky in E3 2014? Dude, they lied or so hard. It was oh my gosh incredible. And then your finished product was a major downgrade. And we have seen this with companies at E3 all the time. I think Arkham Knight pulled that. Um, I think Ubisoft games are famous for pulling that. And Core, I know you know Ubisoft better than me, so maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like something like maybe it was. Ghost Recon, Point Break, or no, something like that. No, the last Ghost Recon was a trash fire. You know, so the hype starts at E3 with these beautiful Adobe Premiere After Effects trailers that will knock your socks off. And then the game that you get in your hand from GameStop or Amazon or whatever is a severe downgrade, both in visuals and mechanics and control. And, I, you know, I remember The Division, their first trailer was literally a guy flying you know it had the had the team but it also had a guy flying a drone and he was talking to the team and he was like okay you can see in here in this building you have three tangles on your left that was never in the game never in the game so you were supposed to also have like ipad interactivity yep that was the ubisoft was famous they had the watchdogs trailer they have so many trailers where they're showing you nothing. And I guess this is what cyberpunk has done as well, because people are pulling it apart today. I was watching a video online where everything they were showing us was always PC and they would still throw PS five PS four pro up in the corner. It was still showing us PC. Bad. That's a bad look. It is uh, game companies do themselves the biggest disservice by putting those type of trailers together at, at places like E3 games, con, whatever. And then not delivering. And then, you know, they are just like, whoa, why did this? It's like a Pikachu meme. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe people aren't happy with the game that doesn't look like what we showed them six years ago. Do you think they, like, uh, release or um, announce a game title or a trailer, like, way too early? Is is that part of the problem? I think so, because yeah, think about all the games that have been pushed back. Like, you know, Cyber- Cyberpunk, right? Last Breath of, of the Wild was pushed back. The Last of Us 2 was pushed back. They announced uh, Final Fantasy. Well, Square Enix. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, nine years real. before yeah. the game came out. And like Shenmue, which like also had to get like kickstarted. Like it's like they can't even make the game until they fill the Kickstarter like thing. And I was in a movie theater watching E3. Kingdom Hearts. Sony event. My gosh. Kingdom Hearts 3. I played that. And when I was playing it on the PS4, I'm like, this game is a PS3 game. Like it felt like a PS3 game. It played like a PS3 game. It the Toy Story level was shiny and looked very nice, but the rest of the game looked like a PS3 game. Square Enix, to me, is one of those companies that I just can't buy their video games because they just take forever. And then by the time the game comes out, it's at the end of the gen. I like I like it to look nice and shiny. Like I said, I just finished Miles Morales. It's phenomenal. It looks great, runs great. My PlayStation doesn't run great, but the game runs great. (laughs) Now, I find with Sony first parties, that's the reason why I'm I'm not a Sony fanboy, but I I like Sony consoles. The Sony first party games, they're polished. They come out, they work. 
There's no, there's no problems. I find there's so many companies and I know from looking at CDPR, I think it also had a lot to do with that game came out because they have investors and they have other people that speak. And I'm guaranteeing you the developers of that game probably didn't want to put that game out yet. That marketing machine that announced this game in 2013 and the people that had the money behind it were like, you're putting that game out for holiday with your, if your life depended on it or not. Look at our pre-orders. Like, this game is going out. You cannot put not put it out. So, they probably fought super hard to get it pushed. Like, I can't imagine what they had to give up to get that game pushed to December and even still. So uh, I'm of the club that if a game is going to get delayed, delay it. Please, please just put it out when it's ready. I don't care how long it takes us to get the game. I am scared to death right now that God of War Ragnarok, it's coming out this sh- in, in a couple months. Like, I'm like, Ugh. But I have faith that they've been working on it for a long time. So I bet it'll turn out nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sony. They they do well. And Sony That's has never baby. been af- that Sony has never been afraid to delay a game. Like look what they did with Ghost of Tsushima. And that turned out to me to be the best game I played last game last year. They delayed it, even though it was ready to come out and they wanted to tinker with it. And that game turned out to be flawless. Ghost of Tsushima is flawless from start to finish. It's very good. Very, very good. So I'm of the belief that, yeah, maybe I shouldn't buy Cyberpunk. I'll probably get stuck in the machine in my head that I really want to play this game. I love the lore. I love everything about it. I even had to stop playing uh, Assassin's Creed for a bit. I'm back into it because after I finished Spider-Man. But even Assassin's Creed, I felt, was the first Ubisoft Assassin's Creed where I'm like, this game's kind of dragging on me for the first time ever. Here's uh, my recommendation. And I do this for myself. I have a spreadsheet online because I am a nerd, a PC nerd. Shouts to PC nerds. I have three columns. Buy launch day, sale uh, uh, 90, you know, 50% off or less. And deep sales, 50% off or more. And then just start, put, like, start putting games in where you think they, they should go. You know, for me, Cyberpunk is in my, you know, 90 to you know 50% off or, or less. So if it's on sale for like 40% and it's working, I'll pick it up. And ultimately what I do is I look at a game and then I say I say uh Phasmophobia and then it's okay, how much would I how much will I pay for this game? Okay, I'll pay 15 bucks. All right. It's a, to me it's a $15 game. I'm going to wait. I that's what that's my recommendation because I get stuck in my head like Oh, maybe I do want Paper Mario, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "No, Paper Mario stinks. I don't want that game." And then I'm like, "No, maybe I do want Paper Mario." <laughs> I'm talking about the new one, not like yeah, the no, original Paper Mario. I was about, oh, dude, I was. Well, I was getting angry. Like the original, we're fighting. The original <laughs> Paper Mario is very, very good. All of them. Uh, so, original Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, great games. Sticker Star, Color Splash. Color We're good. We can get, we can continue the podcast together. We're good. Sticker Star was horrible. So like Origami King. Okay, what to me? That's a that's a twenty to twenty five dollar game. I'll never buy it because Nintendo games don't go that low, unless so, I want to get it on eBay. But I don't. So Connor, how would you get your video game budget? PS Plus. I don't get all those games. I know there's like free games every month. You know, I I don't download them or add them to my library. The last one I did that was Fall Guys. Uh, I honestly don't buy that many games because I play Apex Legends a lot. I play Warzone. They're free to play. I might buy like the Battle Pass. Um, uh, I don't think I've bought a Battle Pass in a while, and I don't even know if they sell. You have, you have to buy the Battle Pass anymore. 
But yeah, I mean, I think Cyberpunk and Cold War were the last games that I bought. In all honesty, so you budget very well. Yeah, like I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in a really long time because I felt that they've just been putting out the same game with a different, different outlook on it. Like I'm, I'm, do, uh, I'll buy I'm Call of Duty. Now. Yeah, I'm I'll buy right Call now. of Duty yeah. when it's like twenty bucks. If it's, I, I, I have the same theory as Greg. If the Call of Duty game is twenty bucks, you got me. I'll buy it for the story because I know the. I love the Call of Duty stories. I couldn't care less about them. All. I don't need. I don't need to go online to have some like fourteen-year-old kid destroy me. <laughs> I get it. Wait, like, you I'm do not, that every day. Better than me. You, you, I know, right? Now. You literally <laughs> do that every day. Yeah, you just do Instead that. Different, you do that in a different sport. He's just different dunking game. on kids. Dude, I got. <laughs> it was so bad. So I just got over like a cold. And, like I'm like, oh yeah, I feel great. And then I go and play. And I'm like, I'm fuzzy. I'm losing like 11 to like 6 oh. and I'm like even that's bad for Today me. on the like, stream he's like guys I gotta be he was like the other day he was like I have to be serious for a bit I'm not gonna be interacting when you were playing Oh no because I was I, dude oh yeah that's right dude I played two I played a, another good content creator Henrique who I he was up 4-0 in the first period I came back and lost 8-7 to and I I figured his game at Henry. You get the extra pass in for those one timers. That game was incredible, by the way. I watched it. I, I it was so good. I was all over and then it. immediately after, I get matched up against uh, Gren, who, uh, by the way, uh, wins like the tournaments. I think he's probably one of the most winningest uh, players, like out of all. Like he destroyed you. Yeah. He did, but I got three goals <laughs> against him, and one and one was a, a ba- uh, backwards toe drag uh, puck flip. So, who really won that game? And I honestly think that's one of the reasons I don't play NHL anymore, because when I play online, I used to think I was good at that game. And then I got humbled playing online when it started being, I think it was 16, the one with Martin Berdur in the front. And I used to think, so I'm just like, I'll stick with my single player games that I can get my two hours in a day is what it is. Uh, so there's a one topic we all want to cover, um, especially now that we have another dad on the program. Does your significant other or kids play games? And if so, which ones? Oh my gosh, yeah, both to those. My wife doesn't play much. Uh, so we were so stoked because like the mini SNES came out, you know? And uh, I was in Arizona uh, visiting family when it was like came out and I was like, oh man. And I found out at this one mall on the other side of town had it. So we ran over there and got it. We got home to my parents' house, plugged it in. And like my wife was whooping us all at like Donkey Kong Country. Like she's the shit at like the SNES games. And I'm like, Cause I didn't get a console till Sega and then PlayStation. So I don't, those games I never played really, you know? So, uh, yeah, I sucked at it. So she stomped on me. My kids, they play, um, Roblox and they play uh, Minecraft education and they do this like really cool thing where they're like in zoom meetings with their friends. So they're like local streaming to each other while they're playing like Minecraft and like it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's what they're that's playing. interesting what they come cool. up with now. Like, because like we, used, I remember I used to just like play games on, on the phone with a friend and now it's like they're in Zoom room. What is Roblox? Uh, it's it's uh, it's a like nightmare. a game with a ton of games. It's a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> no, so uh, it's basically, I guess the way to explain it, because I have a, I have a uh, kid who also plays Ro- Roblox. Uh, it's basically kind of like uh like a stupid version of legos i guess um and you know you can have like user created content that other kids can play and it can be different games they play meep city it's like yeah. you you have a house and you see your friend's house yeah and oh, like, there's, there's a demographic for it well think about it we all played what growing up we we're all tony hawk and goldeneye they play roblox yeah 
they're big into this one game right now. It's called Adopt Me. There's, a, I guess, a new update. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My kid oh, loves Adopt Me, yeah. which is also like... a, a Roblox game. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. We're now a Roblox oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our demographic just became like nine. Yep. All the people <laughs> that run, all the kids that run, credit cards. all the kids that run table during the day during Waba's streams. They're yeah. now listening to the podcast because we're talking about Roblox. That's I just looked it up. It's an it's an iOS game. I wonder if I can put it on my kid's iPad. My, do do yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, mean, I, I love the fact my daughter plays. We play, she played Spider Man with me. She can't play. She's only four, but she's finished Paw Patrol on the Xbox. So I've told her that the Xbox is hers with me. It's both of ours. She, the controller is a lot smaller. So she's really enjoying it. And she's finished Paw Patrol. Like she was going to get all the golden paw prints. She's getting all the dog. She, if it was on the PS4, Waba, you know, it drives me nuts. She got all of it. So I would have had another platinum on the PS4 because she's got all the game on. It's a gamer score. She got all the. Yeah, just buy it for her for uh, birthday. I told her I'd probably, there's a new Paw Patrol game. I told her I'd get that. But my wife, when we first met, she played video games, and then all of a sudden, it was like this big lie because she just stopped. <laughs> I did get a, I did get a uh, SNNAS mini, and she plays that. I got it uh, hacked and got all the games put on it. She plays oh. Lion King for some reason. She beat the level with the giraffes and all that. My wife is actually pretty good at video games. What a trooper! That 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 game is impossible to me. The Lion King on the SNNAS is impossible. I think we got together, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I play Mario Brothers." And I was like, great, great. Every Friday night I play Call of Duty. I'll see you Saturday. And <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I am not joking. We've, we've been together for 14 years. We've been married for 10. Uh, when we first got together, I literally was like, I'm a gamer. Every Friday night, me and my friends play Call of Duty. And she hated it. And then she just realized, like, this is what he's going to do. He could be at a bar getting drunk, spending all our money. He's going to play Call of Duty. Going to play Modern Warfare 2 with his friends on the Xbox 360, and I just have to deal with it. And now she is like, Your uh, your stream today, it was okay. You need to interact with your chat more. She said that once when I went to bed. Let's go. She goes, she goes You're not the as bad as, mod. You, as you usually are. I know. That's she, what I said to you the very first time. I'm like, dude, you're killing me. He's dunking on this streamer. Yeah, Let's do I, it. I went to bed and I was like, She's like, How was your stream? I said, It was all right. She goes, Yeah, you were pretty quiet today. Okay. All right, I'm dagger, sorry. just a dagger yeah. right there. No, I love it. She's like, she's not a gamer, but she's passionate about my gaming. That That's awesome. It's fine. And uh, my oldest kid isn't really into it. And my youngest kid is like, she plays Roblox. She plays Minecraft uh, on her Switch, and she plays. Her and her friends will play Among Us together, and then the, and they'll Facetime on like, uh, Facebook has like a kid messenger. So they'll like FaceTime each other on Kid Messenger and play and play Among Us. And they just like, you know, uh, little girls like screeching at each other. It's just nails on a chalkboard. But I think it's also pretty funny. So my nine year old's like, oh, you're so sus. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you can get that on Switch now, Greg. Yep, five bucks. I know. I have it on PC. They probably watch like content creators, too. I'm sure like they watch like Let's Plays all the time. Yeah, uh, we try to limit the YouTube stuff only because, for uh, A, it's annoying for me to watch. B, because I've noticed like some of the YouTubers like try to sell the kids stuff. Oh. I'm like, yeah, shut that down. Oh, no. Shut that down. Like, oh, hey, you... while you're here, check out my merch at Blah. And I'm like, shut it down. Greg, do you have YouTube kids? Uh, I did for a while, uh, but then 
there was you some, can control. So, so there was I'm, some content creators that she liked mm-hmm. that weren't on there that are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, but you can. So I have a YouTube premium account. The only reason I got it is because I didn't want my daughter watching commercials. So on the YouTube Kids app, I can go in there. You have to do it on. You can't do it on the app on your phone. You actually have to go on to your computer and do it. And I can go in there and I can select which content creators and even the content creators that she likes some of the videos, but some of the videos I'm like, you're really just selling stuff. I can block those videos. So you can actually go mm-hmm. through, select what videos they see. If you can, if it has this in it, it won't, it won't show it. And you can put in their age range. It's actually pretty impressive. Uh, the analytics oh. of it and how it, it does. And it allows me. So whenever she's like, Oh, she's going on YouTube. And she wants to watch it. It got to the point where she didn't like it as much. I think she liked the the advertising, like yeah. the Lego stuff, because now she's not watching it as much. And same with Disney Plus <laughs> and Netflix. You can put in their age group and actually choose what they watch. And I'm I, I, like Waba. I just want my kid to watch Bluey all the time, and then we're good. We just got the Bluey. Like we found <laughs> it's impossible to find. My wife found it at Target. Yet we have like three Blueys now. You got a Bingo, Chili, and Abandoned. I'm stoked. I can't. <laughs> I, I will say. I made the mistake of trying to get my wife to play games, <laughs> and the game I used like an idiot was Overcooked. And wow. I said, why, dude? That's, that's so hard. You, that's how you lose your significant other. <laughs> we, she <laughs> took the controller and was like, "If you make me play this again, I'm leaving you." And I was like, "Okay, we're done. It's fine." So, question for all of you, because I had to explain to my wife. My wife is a gamer. She's just not a console gamer. She plays on her phone. She plays Candy Crush all day long when she has time as soon as that ipad her ipad that i bought her for christmas last year is a candy crush machine so i might as well call the ipad a console i play hearthstone pretty good on ipad oh my best friend (laughs) plays hearthstone and i i tried i can't get into it i the only game i play is uh i played the other day i was playing that i what's it called uh what's up golf or whatever because i got apple arcade so i'm trying some of those games and we're going to talk more about my my wife's like video game like yes next week the, the queen but i i so she played a little she'll tell you more but like her dad got them an n64 so she had played like ocarina of time and like what is it? uh mario kart was it uh, wcw wrestling Oh, WC the MW overs. That's probably oh my, yeah, God, my favorite game. wrestling game of all time. So good. There's a voicemail we might try to find. I guess like she and her sister called their father when they're on at work and like trying to figure out where to find the chair in the game so they could beat their. But well, hopefully we'll be able to have it so we can like put it in. But when I met her in college, I brought my GameCube and my PlayStation too because I'm a nerd and I, we wanted something to play. And she just sat down and started playing GTA and just like running into people with the car and just like laughing and uh <laughs> and, and you knew right then You're that's like, when i was like <laughs> i knew it so it was it was funny um and she had fun i guess they'd play it all the time at like you know christmas eve or something so she she likes comics and stuff like that i'm gonna you know leave a lot of the stories for her to tell but she's like video games for a while not as serious as i do or you know as we do uh, but she's also like has said like learned to just accept that like this is a big part of my life uh and it's something that i'm passionate about and you know, been able to do things like this and bring her into it. It's that's like the big thing is like don't just like have the hobby. Like see if you can like bring your spouse, significant other, whatever, to, for sure. Are, like into it and like find something to like share because then they might see why it's cool. But she does now play Animal Crossing and Among Us, and she streams it now a few days a week. So that's uh oh heck yeah, always fun. 
Plus, we've spent this much money on uh, these consoles and stuff. They should just share it, you know, as, as my wife always says, what's mine is mine, what's hers is hers. So, honey, you pay for them too, so you might as well use them. And if I'm going to try to lobby to get two copies of the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy edition, one to use and one to hold, better be a good investment, right? <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anytime I see collector's editions now, I'm like, well, I was thinking about buying that. So Persona 5 Strikers just announced that they're coming out on February 23rd. Not I can't I'm looking wait. forward to it or anything. I can't but wait. It's going to be so good. And there's, two, there's a few versions. You can get the Switch. You can get the Switch digital with a bunch of stuff. You can get the Switch hardcover case. You can get the PlayStation or with a soundtrack, which nobody's a CD drive, so I'm just not going to do that. Or you can get one from GameStop with a Joker pin. I'm going for the stuff. I'm so excited. I know. I am going to probably play the game for the first time. I actually thought of importing Strikers from Japan just so I could play it. Dude, it's so dialogue heavy, unless you want to learn Japanese. When I play Ghost of uh, Tsushima, because this is how big of a weeb I am, I put it in Japanese and have English subtitles. Wow, did you play Greg, I'm surprised you didn't play in black and white then. No, I can't. What's your biggest nerd game? Biggest nerd game as like, I'll say this and people will leave a one-star review because of how like embarrassing it is, or biggest nerd game of just like, this is, like you would never think I would play that game because I think I have maybe both, but I'm trying to go through, like I feel like I should launch my Vita to see what is in there because it's... (laughs) Just bananas. Some of the so stuff Connor, what's your favorite series then? We'll oh, Metal the- Gear. Metal Gear. Metal Gear? Ooh, yeah. That's a very good game. When I got PlayStation and played Metal Gear, I was just like, I didn't realize games could be cinematic and then all the others throughout. And then Metal Gear Solid 5, you know, kind of just like, what happened? But it was still such a fun game. But yeah, Metal Gear, man. So, favorite series. If we're saying favorite series, it's like. Well, I'm Black. saying you're, I, I'm trying, I'm trying here because uh, I. I I, I remember I remember Connor mentioning in, in the uh, in our conversation before they like Metal Gear, and I know that's you know some people like I played the last one, I never finished it. Like you can hate me, I well, I actually enjoyed the, I I actually enjoyed the beginning of that game more than I enjoyed the game itself. The whole part at the hospital and stuff, I thought that was so cool. And then I got into the game, like what happened to the game that I was playing before? If we're like trying to dig up our dark secrets of like, hey, maybe Pez on Steam owns like. Had a full boyfriend and has played yes. it and thinks it's pretty funny. Like, Mr. Sure. Masaji? Like, sure, we can we can talk about that. About how it's a uh, you know, a visual novel avian dating sim. Whatever. <laughs> like uh, you know, just or we can talk about how I love Legend of Zelda. I don't know. I don't know where we're gonna go with this. And maybe we can use it for another topic, but I'm not don't... going into this topic because this family podcast. <laughs> oh wow. Well let me just say no, no, the Vita has some uh, some spicy one but oh yeah uh, i think i think if i could ask this same question to you guys what was a what was the kind of game that holds heart or holds dear in your heart like you know it it, it made or changed your love for video games or reignited it easy bioshock that game basically told me that the narrative in video games can be so powerful that it's level quality um nothing really to do with gameplay i there are other games that are important to like my gaming history but Bioshock was probably the pivotal moment where I realized that this is an art form. And Boston-based company, let's go. Assassin's Creed for me, for sure. Because just that series is my favorite by far. Like My very first game that I ever fell in love with was Ghosts and Goblins, and that's just a punishing game. And then there was Mario and all those great games. But story-wise, has to be Assassin's Creed. Because I just that series to me is just 
amazing. It's all about history. I love history. So Assassin's Creed is mine. Greg, I, you got. I know you're you're looking up at the start. You're like, thinking. what do I say? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to think. So, you know, I immediately want to go to Gears of War because it was one of the first games I played that where like I sat down and I said, oh my god, I didn't know games could do this. Like I didn't know games could be this violent. Or I yeah. didn't know it could be like this exciting, like to actually feel an adrenaline rush, like as you're rodeo, like rodeo running down a hallway to like, you know, put a shotgun in some guy's face. But then I go to like Bioshock and Bioshock 2, which I liked. And I know a lot of people didn't like, but Bioshock yeah. 1 and 2, where like Waba the DLC said, was better. Like Waba said, yeah, the Minerva's Den DLC is fantastic. I can go on for like a half hour about why that's so great. Where you go through the story and you're just entrenched in everything that's happening that you don't care that the mechanics are kind of meh. You know, and then I go through a game like Ocarina of Time where you're playing it and it's just like, I didn't know this game could be the scope of what it is in whenever it was released. So I can't really answer it because it's just, it's too broad of a question for me, I think. And it's yours, Connor, is yours in Metal Gear then, if you're, sounds like you're the MGS fanboy. I love it, man. It, that's what changed gaming for me, you know, or like what I thought games could be. I mean, there's other games like Ocarina of Time. I totally agree. Like, I think I bought that every re-release that's come out on like every system, you know? But the same with Metal Gear. Like, when they re-release something, I played it on Xbox. Uh, it's just like, what, you know? When they come out with a double remastered one, you'll be the first in line for uh, next gen. Dude, if they do that, there's, like, a theory that Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, you know, is getting remade. So... Of course well, they, it is. They are making the movie, so... Yeah! Hell yeah! That looks I thought awesome. Kojima was going to announce that today. When yeah, me that. too! Kojima had this whole big announcement, like, well, it's either Silent Hill or Metal Gear. And it was just like... Here's a screensaver, and I'm like, what the? F-? And merch. Yeah, yeah, and merch. And you know what's funny? I was like, all right, I'm a sucker. I'll buy their hoodie. And it wouldn't get my card through. It's like, kept saying I did it wrong. So I was like, oh, I can't even buy it. All right, never mind. <laughs> I won't get it. Let's just hope the Metal Gear movie is better than the Monster Hunter movie that is coming out because the Monster Hunter movie looks horrible. Oh, and, and, and racist, but we can talk about that another time. So, folks, that wraps up episode. Number five of three dads and a console. We want to thank once again, very special guest, Connor Evan. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. I want to hang out with you um, after the podcast. Where can they find you? I want to say thank you guys for having me on. That's like super awesome. And this has been a, this has been a great, great little, great experience. But yeah, you can find me on Twitch, uh, Connor Evan or, uh, or uh, Twitter, Connor Evan, C-O-N-O-R-E-V-A-N. Appreciate it. Where can they find your podcast, Dear Downloads? All major outlets, honestly. Uh, Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor. Yeah, spelled how it sounds. Dear Downloads, two words. Support the boys who support the boys. Go check out Dear Downloads. Hez, as always, where can folks find you? Find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash pzl56x. And on Twitter, pzl56xgaming. In court, people want to hang out with you after the podcast. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Court Lalonde. Um, and if you want, you can you know subscribe to me on Twitch, and, and maybe one day I'll turn it on. And if you want to find me Wobble Plays, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Wobble Plays. Also, find me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram at Wobble Plays as well. Thank you all. 
for coming to hang out with us and we will see you next episode with another very special guest take care everyone